It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. I'm losing it, Kat. I'm, I'm, I've been locked up in my house for days now because I'm working from home. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to After 9. Uh, another episode this week. Glad you could download this. Um, I just put my coffee in the fridge and brought the milk jug upstairs to my studio. <laughs> thank God it's Friday, man. Honestly, thank God it's Friday. I need I need just a little mental break. You know what I mean? I do, too. This is all-consuming. And I've heard a few people mention to me lately that they're intentionally listening to FM radio in the morning just to get a little break from the TV. You don't have to have the TV on news 24-7. I know it's tempting, and I do it. I flip back and forth between CNN, CBC, CP24, and CTV News Channel all day long. Mm-hmm. And then I realize at about 7 o'clock every night, this is exhausting. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I just got a text message in as we're talking here from a lawn cutting service I used last year. Hey, you going to need us again? Hey, read the room. Like, <laughs> don't, now's not the time to ask me. Check. Read the fucking read room. The, I am shocked at the amount of just like people continuing on, hoping for the best or maybe, and that's great. And sometimes we can, right? There's certain things that we can just go ahead with. But honestly, it's tough for everybody right now. So just just chill out a little bit. Just give it a give it a month. Just give it a month. Anyway, I thought that Thank was funny. Thank you for trying to keep some normalcy during these crazy times. I wish you and your family nothing but good health and amazing happiness. You guys are amazing. I've literally been listening to you on the radio since I was 10 years old. Aww. I, I live in Northern Ontario and I tune into you whenever I can, but I listen to the podcast every single time a new one comes out. Sarah, thank you very much for sending that. We appreciate it. We've had a lot of messages like that. Just people looking for a little bit of normalcy and a little bit of a break from the nonstop yeah. COVID-19 news. We try and inject it into our show, but it's kind of hard. I mean, every time we try and do something different, something breaking happens. And the latest today is Chapters Indigo is shutting down their stores. Good. I don't know why they were open to begin with. I'm, I don't I'm struggling either. to figure out why they were fitting into the essential services list. By the way, the government is so tone deaf on that list. I don't understand why they can't understand why people are very upset about that list. I know a lot of people are struggling and don't want to lose their job, but we got to shut stuff down. I mean, the numbers are out of control, Cat. Yeah. Out of control. Yeah. Yeah, in they really, case, really are. Uh, let's see here. We've got an outbreak at a hospital in Guelph. Four healthcare workers tested positive for COVID 19 in mm. one hospital. That's an outbreak. We have, let's see here, what else is going on? Oh, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of England, has now tested positive for COVID-19. I'm not surprised. I'm actually surprised that we are not hearing more, especially when it comes to political figures, because what do they do the most? They travel and they shake hands. Yeah, but I mean, how did he not get screened sooner? And how did anyone who's got it get even close to one of the most powerful leaders in the world. Oh, they didn't know. They didn't know. He was probably infected for a while and did not know. And the person who infected him likely did not know. That's the scary part about COVID-19. That's the well, exact reason why staying away is so important right now, because I could have it right now. And if I go walk over to, you know, our brother station over there and sh- and say, hey, Jesse, what's going on? And try to give her a high five. That's a problem before we even realize it's a problem, which is why everybody needs to social distance. Everybody needs to social distance. Physical di- and you know what? I do agree with the people who keep saying it's physical distancing because people don't seem to understand. You can still be social online, whatnot. Physically distance yourself. Don't come near people. I don't like when people come near me. Don't like it. Not a fan. It's both. It is social distancing because you're going to be social from a distance. So I do get 
what you're saying and what some people are saying that, oh, people don't understand social distancing. They need to physically distance. Okay, fine. Our health minister, Patty Haidu, who I happen to really like, I think she's doing great, although she looks scared in those news conferences. I Mm. wonder what the government knows that we don't know, because Patty Haidu and Doug Ford in particular, they look scared. But Patty had a great comment the other day in her news conference when she said, most Canadians understand how long a hockey stick is. You need to be a hockey stick length away from everybody else around you. And if somebody is inconsiderate and tries to get in your bubble, tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. Nobody should take offense to that right now. And if they do, screw them. Who cares? I had this conversation and I literally have been having a conversation with my girlfriends by text this morning because they looked for our opinion. One of the particular girls is nervous because usually her spouse's parents come and see the kids all the time right and that's so nice but now we're getting to a point where a she's concerned about them because they are of older demographic we know now that that doesn't really matter i mean anyone can get COVID 19 but she worries about them yes and she always also notices that they've been kind of out and about a little bit more than she's comfortable with and she doesn't want them in her house and so she has to have that awkward conversation with her in-laws about how guess what i'm physically distancing from you just because you're the grandparents doesn't mean you can come over here and give cuddles and this and that. It sucks, though. It's hard to tell someone that that really doesn't think it's a big deal. And you try not to upset them to the point where they're going to be pissed for a long time. Who are these people that don't think it's a big deal? There's 80,000 infections in America. 8,000 Italians are dead. And by the way, I really don't understand Why Canada is shipping a ton of masks and protective equipment over to China, who seems to have this under control. They're a very, very wealthy nation, yet nobody is doing anything to help Italy. Why are we not helping out the Italians who seem to be completely overwhelmed? Well, wasn't it the Cuban doctors, though? Shout out to the Cuban doctors who did land in Italy. That's true. Yep. Cuba Cuba really stepped up. Yeah. Where's Canada? Where's America? Why aren't we helping them? I mean, I I totally understand the need to take care of our people first. Right. But if we're going to be helping out other countries anyway, and it truly is a global fight, we've got to get it under control in Italy. And if we have the expertise, let's do it. They're being careful, though, because don't forget, we sent a shit ton of equipment that, lo and behold, we need now to China right off the bat when this went down. And people are giving the government hell for that, even though how are they to know that this would all go down here? Now we're possibly going to run out of supplies and we shipped everything to China when this all went down there. So I think that they're careful about what they do. A lot of countries are. And I understand that. Can I tell you, by the way, there's no excuse. The government saying we didn't know. That's bullshit. We've been talking about this on our show and in this podcast for literally months. This first came up back in January, and we all knew it was going to get to this point. Why did they wait so long to close the border? Why did they wait so long to make it mandatory quarantine? We know that list of essential businesses is going to get whittled down to nothing more than grocery stores, pharmacies, and healthcare workers and the media. Why are we waiting so long to do it? People are begging to be locked down and nobody likes it. The problem is people that are already doing all the right things are getting bored. They thought this would be a two, maybe three week thing. Well, they've already been doing it for a week and a half. So by the time the government gets around to it and apparently wakes up, 
didn't know it was a big deal until now. By the time they get around to doing it, people are going to be done with quarantine. And then you're going to see people doing stupid shit, like trying to sneak out in the middle of the night. Then we're going to be arresting good, otherwise law-abiding citizens who did the right thing from the start. We're just prolonging the inevitable here by not shutting down. It's stupid. It's very frustrating. It's stupid. Um, I completely agree with you. Can I read a message I got in from Aaron? Um, Aaron sent this on Instagram. You can message us anytime. It's cat on air, cat with a K. Scott's at Scott Fox on air. So uh, maybe you can confirm this. Are are Salvation Army's Value Village, are they all open right now? I don't know about Value Village. I'll I'll tell you, no disrespect to Value Village because I think they play a good role in society. I wouldn't set foot in one right now. So Aaron sends me a message. I wouldn't even park in the parking lot of one right now. Well, I'm concerned now because he says I'm he says he's concerned. Uh, Hey, Kat, I've been seeing something lately that is very concerning to me. People are still shopping at places like the Salvation Army, Value Village and dropping off donation locations. At, at locations in my area. My opinion, these practices should be halted. We all know nothing is being disinfected or sterilized before it gets put on the shelves. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, I that don't person's know. right. I mean, I don't know that for a fact that they don't get sterilized, but I wouldn't trust it for shit. And I'm not sure anybody would at this point, but I'm confused why they'd even still be open if that's the case. That's not... That's not essential. Like the Salvation Army doing what they, what they need to do and collecting money on the side, absolutely. But the storefronts do not need to be open right now. Uh, There's a lot of them that don't. I mean, people harp on this list and I'm getting real tired of having this debate with people because people don't think it through. They just think, oh, why is that business open? Why is this business open? Uh, Some of them actually do play a role. Somebody shit on me the other day because Best Buy was open and I actually sent out a tweet to say, hey, look, Best Buy, they're distancing and so on and so forth. Why is Best Buy open? One of the criteria for essential service is if you are a business that supplies other essential services. I'm an essential service. Whether I agree with it or not, I am an essential service because we get information out there. And I had to go to Best Buy to buy a cable so I can do this broadcast. They need to be open for certain things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But I think they're taking all reasonable precautions. I mean, you can't even go in the store. I told them what I wanted. They went in and got it. They brought it out to the front for me and let me pay there. I think I talked about that in Wednesday's podcast, but I'm still getting shit on over that. Why is Staples open? Well, there's a lot of people working from home. I don't know. Uh, In addition to people working from home, maybe they need supplies. Maybe their monitor craps out or their keyboard goes or whatever. A lot of things can happen. A lot of us depend on technology. Like you said, our industry certainly does. And you know what? For the family, the families too. Families that are doing the right thing, like yours, Kat, you're keeping your girls home, you're socially and physically distancing, you're not taking any chances. But if your kids were a little bit older and probably a lot more reliant on technology, if their iPad dies, it's going to be hell Mm -hmm. until you get them a new iPad. You're going to go out and do that. And you know what? That might be an acceptable risk if it keeps an entire family of four happy and quarantined to go out for 20 minutes to buy a new iPad at Staples or Best Buy. So think about it that way. Try and think just a little critically before you fire off a message to us asking us to get businesses shut down. Now, we've had some luck so far. I'm going to take a little bit of credit for getting those drive test centers shut down. That was a mistake. The government didn't apparently realize it, and neither did the company that owns it. It's a private business, by the way. They're just licensed by the government that does the drive testing. They're shut down. But the construction workers are all over me. Get it shut down. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Listen, I don't necessarily agree that all construction should be shut down, and I don't know that we want to go down that slope where we look at each individual site and say yes or no. So workers, you've got to take it upon yourselves. If you're in a dangerous situation, go home. 
ask for your yeah. record of employment and leave. Yeah, and, I, and no one can fault you for that. And people are messaging me like crazy. Oh, there will be backlash. There will be repercussions. Maybe there will, maybe there won't. Uh, I would recommend that you get a good employment lawyer or contact the premier himself because I don't think he's interested in that either. But if you're in a dangerous situation and won't do anything about it, I don't know how else I can help you because I'm pretty sure the government has made it clear they're not shutting down as a blanket policy all construction sites. Well, and in fairness, the reason why they're up right now is because they want to attempt to keep the economy going and keep um, scheduled uh, buildings up when they're supposed to be up. We got a call earlier this week when we were talking about construction sites from a guy, and this is just one of many, many examples of why shutting down it sucks for some people. He says he's, uh, I think he was a forklift operator. I'm not sure what he operated. I don't know much about construction, clearly. But anyway, he sticks to himself most of the time. He has the proper uh, materials he needs to sanitize and do whatever he has to do. He wears gloves, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, if they shut down my site, I'm not sure if I can go forward paying my mortgage, I'm going to have to take anything the government can possibly offer me because the max out for what you can get, which I think is like 2000 bucks a month, he said it's right. like less than half of what I make right now. Why would I want to go on EI? It makes no sense. And I think the people around me don't understand it either. Well, the construction workers don't seem to understand it, and they see me and you as an ally. And yes, we absolutely are. But understand that when you message us that, oh, they're still letting the construction go on and we want to be shut down and it's not safe. For every message we get like that, we get another message from somebody else saying, guys, shut up. I'm mm -hmm. fine. I like working. I want and need to keep working. So stop trying to get it shut down. And, and I'm not really taking a side here, but all I can do is suggest if you're in an unsafe situation, make a decision for your health and leave. Contractors, uh, tradespeople, construction workers, we love you. Thank you for listening. But do something for your own health, and if it's not safe, get out of there. Or at least call public health and have it investigated, if you really believe it is. There's also some people who are complaining, this is unsafe. And then they explain the situation to me, and to be honest, it doesn't sound that unsafe. But if you're uncomfortable, sure, I get it. Just walk. It really is the best option for you. Uh, breaking as we record this podcast, the Bank of Canada just dropped interest rates to 0.025, sorry, 0.25%. A quarter of 1% is the new Bank of Canada interest rate. Hmm. Another unscheduled drop. I don't understand though why the banks haven't dropped their rates because in case you haven't noticed, mortgage rates have actually gone up in the last week. How does that make sense? Was that a scheduled situation that they just were like, whoops, our bad. That was no. going to be it. They're, I don't know if they're trying to stockpile money or they know something that we don't or whatever. But Bill Morneau, our finance minister, he is, he's working in the background. He's not all that forefront. I'd like to know that he's leaning on them as the finance minister of a G7 country and telling them, hey, listen, we're in a pandemic situation here. People are going to default on their mortgages left, right, and center when all this is over and the quarantines are lifted and the economy gets going again because they're going to be so far behind on their bills. You've got to help them out now by lowering these interest rates. I hope he's doing that yeah. because that's what needs to be done. And so far, I don't see any evidence of it. But another thing I want to talk about here is testing. We're not testing everybody. And I don't understand why. Is there really still a huge shortage of tests? Because I'm not hearing that narrative lately. And yeah. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine just messaged me the other day. Her son, 13 years old, was with his dad down in Florida. 
They made it over the border on a plane full of retirees, sunbird, or uh, what do we call them? Uh, uh, it's not sunbirds. What do we call those people that uh, oh, snowbirds? Yeah, yeah, snowbirds. Yeah, snowbirds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Full of retirees, snowbirds that winter in Florida. So this 13-year-old and his dad were on a plane full of older people coming back from Florida, landed in Toronto, and it wasn't a mandatory quarantine. Within a day, this kid started showing symptoms, and she went over all of them with me. I'm pretty convinced that everything I know as far as symptoms are concerned, this kid's probably got COVID-19. She phoned telehealth six hours on hold, finally got an answer at three o'clock in the morning. They said, yeah, there's no need to test. If he develops, if he gets any worse, take him to a hospital, but we're Mm -hmm. not going to book a test for him. Okay, that's someone who I'm pretty sure has it. Why are we not at least going to do a test? Why wouldn't we want to know the true number of how many people have this thing? I know all I can tell you is what I know uh, around here from the people that I know work in medical that say, yeah, they're most definitely running out of tests. They do not have enough tests. So what they're doing is for those who seem most at risk, they're going to get a test done or with underlying health issues, they're going to get a test done. But if you're coming in not feeling too great and you don't have severe shortness of breath or anything where you should be going to the hospital immediately, that's exactly what they're doing. They're saying self-isolate, monitor yourself. If it continues on for long or you start to uh, have breathing issues, that's when you can come back. And until then, just act like you have it. If you have it, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, just act like you have it for a while. That's it. But how do we keep track of this if we don't know how many people actually have it? We can't keep track of it because it's that big. We can't keep track of it because it's massive. It's bigger than the numbers are showing us. I think most people know that, right, by now? I would hope. There's pending tests. We know that there's thousands and thousands of pending tests. So the numbers that we see for confirmed cases will never show us the exact amount of confirmed cases when it comes to COVID-19 because people are at home with it right now. And we also know people are asymptomatic. I'll give a celebrity example, of course, because we know... uh, Idris Elba has COVID-19. He's been self-quarantining and all the other things he has to do. He had no symptoms. Still today, nope, no symptoms. If he had not come into contact with our first lady, Sophie Trudeau, he would have never even got tested and would have never known and would have continued to spread it to other people. So it's asymptomatic. People could be carrying it that don't know that they're carrying it. And the cases are so much bigger than they are really, than it seems. Uh, That's frustrating. There's also people like me who have to be basically dying before they'll go to the hospital or even to a doctor. I almost never go to the doctor because I've just sort of figured it out. Uh, okay, this is a cold. I'll get over it. Or feels like strep is coming on. I'm going to need antibiotics once a year. I'll trek to the walk-in clinic. But overall, I don't go to the doctor very much. So if you're just experiencing mild symptoms, you're probably just going to stay home. And hopefully you stay home and don't go out into the public. But we'll never know how many people are in that scenario that have it. Um, if you get a sec, go to scottandcat.ca today. Cat posted the video of Steph Curry interviewing an infectious disease expert and asking him questions that we all want answered. There's some really good information in there and stuff that I didn't know. Scottandcat.ca. I want to do a shout out here to the College of Respiratory Therapists of Ontario. I had no idea who they were. I had never heard <laughs> of the College of Respiratory Therapists of Ontario until yesterday when I read this story. But... 
they oversee seven different programs. So these are post-secondary programs that train people to become respiratory therapists. Uh. They have 117 students just weeks away from graduating from their program. And they estimate we need about 100 more respiratory therapists here in the area to deal with all the sick people that will contract COVID-19. So the college has said, mm, technically you haven't graduated yet, but you're close enough. Go on out into the workforce. So for anybody who made that smart decision, I'm going to guess about six to eight years ago that they wanted to go into medicine and they wanted to go into respiratory therapy. Holy cow. How often does that happen that when you still haven't even graduated yet, you get tapped to not only get a full time position. Boom. You're going right to the front line. And they're begging Talk about you. <laughs> baptism by fire. Are you kidding? They're me? They're begging you, begging you. Yeah, that's great. I that's mean, fantastic. That's I love that we're putting our faith in in people who are right at a school and give them a shot. They're going to learn a ton. You know, I dare I, no disrespect to the uh, College of Respiratory Therapists of Ontario, but I dare say these kids are going to learn more in the next month and a half of real life training than they probably did in most of their entire post-secondary career. Mm-hmm. Just in how to deal with people that have got COVID-19. A uh, couple other stories here in Iran. Nearly 300 people have died and more than a thousand got sick after they ingested methanol. That's toxic. They believed wrongfully because they took bad information off the Internet and rumors that were circulating that methanol would kill coronavirus. Just a reminder, everybody, please don't believe everything you read online. There is no known cure for the coronavirus. 300 people dead, over 1,000 are sick because they tried this do-it-yourself, at-home type remedy. That's so frustrating. I can't believe the amount of people that will just read something or see something and just do it without really thinking about it, clearly. it's It, I, I, it baffles me. That story baffles me. Uh, let's see here. A woman in Pennsylvania is now officially going to face charges after she walked into a grocery store and they say intentionally coughed on the meat and produce Uh, the store had to throw out thirty five thousand dollars worth of inventory because of this woman come on i saw a stupid video uh, uh, stupid people are just everywhere aren't they i saw one of uh, a guy and i'm not sure when it really happened did it happen now was this old i don't know but he went through an aisle and licked a bunch of products it seemed to be like uh toothbrushes and toothpaste like that kind of an Oof. aisle and just went along an with asshole. his tongue and i know like i don't wh- who are these who are these people just stop you know what we don't even need to waste the court's time all we have to do is show the court that video life you know what you're just such a pos you just go away for life go to jail mm-hmm. go do something else we don't want you around uh a woman in england went grocery shopping in one of those giant zorb balls another stunt for youtube i don't know why people think this is funny uh, yeah i mean a zorb probably offers you a decent amount of protection it's a giant latex ball and it's roughly six feet wide doesn't mean you have to go and walk through a grocery store in one of them yeah that's a little bit much cops in spain had to break up an orgy the other night now all of the participants are facing fines a few of them also had drugs on them listen we went through this on wednesday Stop with your damn orgies on, and though. threesomes. But who who ratted out the orgy? One of them decide like midway through, like fuck this, I'm gonna call nine one one. I believe it's that bad. <laughs> the story's actually published in the Scottish Sun, so I'm skimming it right now. 
as I'm led to believe the orgy got a little out of control, it was so loud that neighbors could hear it. Oh, no. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time before yeah. you all went to jail yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. <sighs> oh, uh, I read the other day, the Toronto West Detention Center has got a confirmed case of COVID-19. It's in jail. And I'm wondering, how did it get in jail? Did they not test people coming in? Seriously? I'm not really? sure. I'm not sure what the protocols are right now. Unreal. Cat, uh... I don't know what's going on in this world. I really I don't. I don't know either. I'm just, like I said off the top, I'll say it again. I'm just really glad it's Friday because I don't know about you guys listening, but I need just to, like a complete reset right now. Um, and we want to bring you, as we have been, uh, a little bit of normalcy. It's weird to even say that now because we all know it's nothing, nothing is normal. But we do have your Friday edition now of Misconnections. Mondays and Fridays at 745. This one is called You Came Into My Store, Man for Woman. Roughly 5'10", uplifting spirit, cheerful smile, and eyes I'd never want to look away from if I got the chance to see them again. You came into my store. It was at some point between 12 and 3 p.m. You had me in a trance from the moment I saw you. When we spoke, there was a sense of security, calm, and we even got to chat for a bit. I introduced you to a world you had not been a part of previously. I'll say that much. You picked out what you wanted, giggled, smiled, and without any fear, you touched me on the hand. Whoa. Those playful taps were a real comfort, especially in these days of distancing, when all I wanted to do was be near you. I told you about how you were one of the better customers I'd ever had the fortune to know, and I'll never forget what you said before you left. You said that you hoped to see me soon, too. I can remember... You said your father was a trucker, and your sister's name was Claudia, but I never got your name. So if you do make good on your inclination to see the store out, you know where I am, and I'll be here. Hold on a second. Do you mean to tell me that knowing everything we know now, you touched somebody on the hand? Dude. Where's the plexiglass? Ah. Where's the plexiglass at? (laughs) (laughs) Get with the times. How many people are just waiting this out? They're doing their self-isolation. They're doing all the things right. Not going anywhere. But when this is over, oh yeah, that person (laughs) and this person and that person and then those two together, everybody's ready to just let loose. (laughs) I want to touch your... Ankle. I don't even know why, just because I can now. <laughs> Let me touch it. I know. Do you know how long it's been since I felt skin other than my own? I don't know what they're talking I don't know what he's talking about here. I introduced you to a world that you had never that you had never been part of previously. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh this it's next a strange world. I don't know. I mean it is that right? There's a lot of new things for all of us, so it could be anything. Uh, This one is called The Overly Tipsy Guy at the Mingler Job Fair. There's a Mingler Job Fair? Man for woman. This was back in February before all hell broke loose. You were working a booth at the Job Fair Mingler. I had a few too many welcome champagnes, and I was feeling myself. You You took note, I think. You giggled at me while I did the dab. And I placed my name tag on backwards. I didn't actually need a new job. I told you about mine 
and you told me what your company did. You got a badunka dunk that makes me want to join the company. <laughs> Why do you want to work there? Dad ass. <laughs> Dad ass makes me want to work there. <laughs> a couple of glasses in, I told you about my true passion of freestyle raps. I gave you a sample of my freestyle rapping about job fairs to the beat of Miami by Will Smith. Link at me if you're interested. Tell me what I do for a living so uh, I know that it's actually you. You can picture this in your head, right? View too many drinks. Then he decides to break out the freestyle because every now and again, uh, like when he's in the shower, uh, yeah, yeah, job yeah. fair. Job fair. I'm always uh, there. Uh. I breathe in the air. Uh. <laughs> Don't touch me, though. Don't touch me, though. <laughs> Never in the history of picking up has freestyling a, no. a rap about job fairs picked somebody up? No. It has never, ever happened. Hang on a second. We all have a picture of this person in our head, right? You got it, Scott? You got the Absolutely. picture of what this guy looks like? Yep. Yeah, I bet you if we did a sketch of that, it would be the exact same person. Yeah, exactly. You can picture this. Oh, you were probably doing so well till you busted out the freestyle. <laughs> champagne, no. man. Champagne gets you every single time. Free <laughs> champagne is a guarantee, Scott.